Hello everyone and welcome to Sunday Evening's Bible uh, Study. Um, we're welcoming in tonight all of those of you that are listening, will be listening through Mike Springston FFC Podcast. Um, can I have a tissue? And we are uh, welcoming in all of the Family Fellowship Chapel uh, regular listeners on Sunday evening. We are Glad to have all of you tonight. We are moving forward with part two of the marriage of the Word and the Spirit. It's very interesting. Um, Jesse will be posting part one of that to uh, podcast, and you'll be able to hear that. Uh, probably maybe is already up on podcast, but... Uh, uh, we want to welcome you. We thank you for joining us. And those of you that will listen through all of the media outreaches that we do, um, I want to tell you that if you are interested in uh, getting on to a podcast, here's how you do it. Hi, Lorraine. Here's how you do it. If you're interested in finding a podcast, go into your telephone or into your iPad. In the iPad, go to the App Store. You can type in Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, I believe it's Google Play, any one of those. And they will come up as an app in the App Store. They are, I know Spotify and Podcast are free, I think Podbean is as well. And you simply put that on your phone as a... Um, one of those little icons, and then you can go into those anytime you wish and go into the search bar and type in Mike Springston FFC, and my podcast will come up, along with all of the stuff that we have on there, and by now there are probably close to 200 various podcasts that we have done. So, again, you go into your app store on the phone. It is a, it is a, a white A in a blue background. Type in podcast, Spotify, whatever you want to use. The app will come up. You press that uh, to apply it to your phone. They will ask you for your iPhone um, uh, name and password. Put that in there and um, then they will apply that app to your telephone. And whenever they do, then you can press that button and type in Mike Springston FFC and have our podcast to listen to anytime you desire. So that's how you get on to that. want to welcome everybody that's come on so far, Lorraine and Charles. And, of course, if any of you have any questions that are actually uh, seeing me face-to-face, -face, I'll be glad to help you. Um, again, we're going into tonight's lesson. Uh, here's the text. I'm not going to read the full text tonight. I'm simply going to read the highlights from Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And Jesus stood up for to read. In verse 17, he read from the book of the prophet Isaiah. He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we will go into the second session on this topic. Father, we thank you for the word of God. 
open our eyes that we can see our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the word of God says. Then let us flat our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. Father, we ask that Jesus would speak out of the throne room of God. The Holy Ghost would reveal to us truth. We would then receive it and release it out of our mouth. And for all of that, we will give you praise and honor and glory in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Hi, Monica. So from the scripture in Luke 4, we can clearly see that Jesus is operating under a rule and under an authority that is not his own. It is the lordship that is being dispensed to him by the Father. Now, Jesus tells the Jews that he only does what he sees the Father do. But watch now. He only does what he says from what he hears the Father say. Let's look at those two scriptures in John 5 and John 8. John 5, 18 through 20, Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his Father, making him equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself. Do you hear that? But what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father, now get this, because this is going to come in very important in just a minute. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that, that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. Now, how did he show him all things that himself doeth? Well, Jesus has already given it to us in two phases. He saw it in the Word. He stood up to read and he picked the book of Isaiah because the book of Isaiah married the Word with the Spirit. What a dynamic thing. Do you get the picture of the power that's in the, the Lordship of the Father? That power, my friend, is in the dominion of the Godhead this day. It was also in the, the dominion of the Godhead from the foundation of the world. Jesus operated in that dominion and under that direction. And he did so by expressing both what the Word said and how the Spirit spoke. Those two things he did by what he saw being done and he also said by what he heard the Father say. It, of course, Jesus in this scripture is referring to uh, Isaiah 61.2. But in Isaiah 11.2 and in Isaiah 61.2, the Spirit of the Lord is the theme of those verses. Now, God, the Father's Lordship, equals control and dominion. So Jesus operating under that lordship was given because of the lordship. Get that. Because of the lordship, he was given complete dominion. 
because of the Lordship. Is it any wonder that when Jesus came back and spoke in Mark 16 and in Matthew 28 about all authority being given to him and that his name, that he began to speak about complete authority over things like everything demonic, cast down devils, the tongue of the believer, controlling the tongue of the believer, controlling the external, the atmosphere that might come into opposition to us, controlling the internal. This is what Jesus taught about his lordship in Mark 16. Controlling the internal. So the internal would answer to his lordship. Controlling the transfer of power. That's what he taught about laying hands on the sick. Then Mark said these words. And the Lord confirmed his word with signs following. See that? This is what we're talking about, friend. Jesus was operating under the dominion of his father who was operating in lordship over him. So when Jesus is doing what we've seen him do, the spirit of the Lord is showing him exactly how to do it. How do you know that, pastor? Because he just said so in verse 20 of John 5. He said, and he showed him all things that he himself doeth. In the Lordship package, on Jesus' behalf, there was nothing that the Father said or did that was hidden from him. Jesus turns around in Mark 16 and tells you the same thing. Hell is not going to be hidden from you. Now watch me now. Heaven and the communication of Jesus Christ is not going to be hidden from you. Your external world and what's going on in it is not going to be hidden from you. He knows the thoughts and intents of man. He knows exactly what is on the inside. and Nothing is going to be hidden from you. Your body that you can't see is not going to be hidden from him. The ability for you to transfer lordship in laying on of hands is not going to be hidden from you. See, that's what lordship does. It shows you all things. How beautiful this is, my friend. And Jesus is marrying the word with the spirit and saying both of these are under the lordship of my father. Both of these are under his dominion. Thoughts, intents, ideas, whatever stored in the inner man, none of that is hidden from the lordship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus was anointed, exalted to be Lord, absolutely not one thing was hidden from him. Now that tells me a lot. First of all, it tells me that if I'm living in hidden sin, the only person that I think I'm hiding it from is someone in the external world who does not have the ability to discern spirits. If I think that I'm living in hidden sin and that God doesn't know about it, 
I'm lying to myself. That's what Thessalonians said, that I would believe a lie and be damned. The second thing it tells me is that for us who live under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, insight, concepts, and ideas, understanding, knowledge, intense thoughts and ideas are all produced through His Lordship to us as He speaks out of the Godhead bodily through the Holy Spirit, reveals it to us, we receive it and release it. See, these are things that Lordship has opened up for the children of God and no one wants to go there. We want to hang out at the cross. We want to hang out where we can consistently take our guilt for our sin, never understanding that in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, glory to God, there is dominion over sin. There is dominion over the devil. There is the promise of victory. We have overcome the world, my friend, because of his lordship. Someone said, now, Pastor Mike, are you trying to tell me we're never going to stumble? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Not going to tell you that at all, but I am going to tell you that in his lordship is your victory. From his throne as man in the Godhead bodily is your completeness. You choose where you want to live. You choose how you want to initiate your relationship with the God of the universe and with his son Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. You choose that. That's all based on what you're willing to dive into. How deep of the pool you're willing to go. As for me, I want to go to the deep end. I want to have waters to swim in. I want to have waters to go underneath. I remember when Sharon and I were on our honeymoon in Cancun. I put on my goggles and my snorkels and I swam out of this lagoon and the next thing you know, I was in the biggest, deepest, but most beautiful body of water I'd ever been in in my life. I was 75 or 100 yards out in the Gulf of Mexico. What a, what a vision it was. The underneath, what you could not see from the top of the water, when you put that mask down in that water, was the absolute most gorgeous. It was mesmerizing. I swam until I absolutely had to go back because I'd exhausted myself. Those flippers and that mask, and I was seeing colors and rock and, and, and fish and whatnot. I'd never seen it. Was, it was the most gorgeous place. Now, the spiritual world is the same thing. What Jesus was seeing whenever he was dealing with mankind was the most beautiful possible thing that he could see. He could see into man and see the sickness in man. He could look into man that looked like he was dead and see the life in man. He would look into the, to the needs of the eyes of the multitude and know precisely what they needed and give them exactly what they required until the multitude followed him in amazement for what he was able. He was able to look into the eyes of a few fish and bread and say, Father, Make these fish and bread feed this multitude. And then they gave them to the disciples. And the next thing you know, the disciples were out pulling bread and fish out of their basket based on the prayer of their master. Oh yeah, my friend. 
He could see into the deep end. He could go into the deep end of the spiritual world. And don't you know that's what God has planned? In Je- Someone said, prove that to me. Pastor, I just can't see it. Well, all you have to do is read Mark 16. And the Lord worked with them. And through that working, he confirmed the word with what? Signs that followed. Miracles. See? How did he do it through his lordship? They got into the deep end, my friend. They got into the absolute blessings of the almighty Lord Jesus Christ. And when they did, out of the deep end came the miraculousness of his lordship. Every knee bowed, every tongue confessed. Everything that had a name had to bow. What a God. What a plan of God. We saw it in Jesus, but we have never equated it to his lordship for us. How bad? We've never looked at it that way. We never realized that we could go into the lordship of Jesus Christ and swim in the deep end, the dominant end, the blessing end, the miraculous end. We've never realized it. Why? Because everybody tells you, stay at the cross. Stay at the cross. Stay at the cross. And the devil is glad. Oh, he's glad. But there was a lordship that Jesus worked under and that was transferred. Hear me now. It was transferred to him after he came out of the tabernacle as the high priest that entered into the throne room of God, God transferred the process and the power, the dominion of lordship over to him. He had defeated death, hell, and the grave. He had won the battle on the cross. He had preserved his inner man in the tomb. He had been resurrected with a new body. He had come to be the high priest And now God said to him, I'm transferring lordship to you. Power, all of it. Jesus turned around and said, my name, you're going to do this. He said, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. There is nothing above my authority now in heaven, earth, and hell, in all three worlds. Oh, my God. Everything that God the Father had shown him, He was able now as Lord to show you and me. I'm going to prove that to you so you stay with me now. Nothing is hidden from the Lordship of the Father. His insight into sin caused them to marvel. His abilities to do the supernatural made them amazed. But all of these wonderful works coincided with the words of prophecy about him. The Bible prophesied in Genesis chapter 3.15 that he would destroy the work of the devil. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Then in 1 John 3.8, the Bible said the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Isn't that beautiful news? 
He gave them a ministry of miracles. It was prophesied in Isaiah 35. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the, lamp, the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Then we turn around to Matthew chapter 11 and read this. When John was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples and said, Are you the one who has come, or should we expect another? And Jesus said, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. <laughs> what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me, Matthew chapter 11. What a, what a, what a, what a ministry. Go back and tell him what you've both seen and heard. Look at John chapter 8, verse 29. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak the, the, to the world those things which I have huh, heard of him. Go back and tell John what you have seen and what you have heard. They understood, look at verse 27. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me, now get this, is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that pleased him. Why in the world can we not understand that? Why in the world would we think that God has sent Jesus Christ to die and left us alone without the spiritual influence of which Jesus himself used. Why would we think that? Why would we think the word of God was all that was required? Why would we think that the only work of the Holy Spirit was to draw man to Christ? Jesus operated in the spirit of the Lord and he became the spirit of the Lord with the express emphasis of showing you and me all things. He said so himself. And he that sent me, look what he said, is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. We know he didn't because we read in Mark that the Spirit of the Lord sat upon him like a dove. Then he said, for I do always those things that please him. If you're missing out on the Spirit of God, you might want to look into how you're living. Glory to God. You might want to look into how you're thinking, talking, acting, where you're going, who you're running with, what you're associating with. If you're missing out on the Spirit of God, it might be that you're not doing the things that please him. He heard from the Father. He was taught and directed from the Lordship so that he could become Lord. Look at verse 28 and 29. That I do nothing of myself, John 8, but as my Father taught me, as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Now look and let's think about this a minute. In John chapter 15, 9, Jesus said something. It has been in my spirit all week. 
as the Father, my God, friends, listen to me. Please hear me. As the Father hath loved me. How did he love him? Well, he loved him through and through. And he loved him so much he placed the spirit of himself upon him so that he could see and do the things that he had seen his father see and do. Listen to what the word said. As the father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Huh? So have I loved you. What is that saying to you? Well, it says that he left his word for me and I can read it and maybe I can pick out of there some things that I can apply to my life. And, and possibly if I listen to enough preaching, I'll find somebody that will give me a little bit of insight into the scripture. And uh, uh, possibly I can study and study and maybe I can read a book or a commentary. Hmm. He said, as the Father hath loved me. And as the Father, loved, think about this, he loved me so much, he gave me his spirit. He loved me so much that he showed me all things. Jesus said, so have I loved you. I have not left you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to walk away from you and you be comfortless. John 14 says after talking about the coming comforter and the works that they would do, he said at that day, you will know that I am in the Father. That I am living in the Father. You will know that. Well, what day was that, my friend? It was the day that we do not want to function in. It was the day when he released the Holy Ghost into the earth and filled the 120. But we don't want to go there. We want to stay married only to the Word of God. Jesus did not do so. His Father did not have him do so. As a matter of fact, on the day when he stood to dispense the five bees, the bee of the beggar, of the good news of the gospel to the beggar, the bee of the beggar to the broken, the bee of the beggar to the bruised, the bee of the beggar to the blind, the bee of the beggar to the bound, on that day, he said, I'm coming to you from the word of God through the spirit of the Lord. And it is that that has anointed me. It is the spirit of the Lord that has anointed me. Now Jesus said, I loved you exactly as my father loved me. Now if he loved me like his father loved him, he would not leave me unsupported in the supernatural. He would not leave me without the Spirit of God. He would not leave me without a means to communicate with me. No, no, my friend. All you have to do is continue in his love. 
How did he love us as the Father loved him? What did that mean to Jesus? It meant that the Father who was his Lord was with him. Now, he loves us as the Father loved him. What's it mean? He is operating in us the same ministry of which the Father operated in him. We operate from his love on a see and do basis. We operate from his love in a hear and say relationship. All because of the same thing, friend. He is loving us as he loves, as the Father loved him. We don't understand that. Therefore, we don't live in it. Therefore, we are tossed to and fro by everything that sounds like a good doctrine, sounds like a good song, sounds like a good preacher, sounds, sounds, and tickles our ears. Why? Because our symbol is making an uncertain sound because we have never walked in the love where Jesus' love was so exposed to us on the same level of which his Father's love was exposed to him. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Jesus is the one that said, I want to read it to you again. Jesus is the one that said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Continue ye in my love. These things have I spoken unto you. Watch it now. John 15, 11, that my joy, my joy, my joy, my love, as the Father loved me, I'm going to love you, and I'm telling you this because I want my joy to remain in you, and I want your joy to be full. My friend, it's hard to have full joy when you're circling around the cross all the time, when all you're doing is going through the cycle of sin to guilt to prayer to forgiveness and back to sin again. That's the cycle of sin. It's the cycle of remaining in the cross and never coming to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. As I told you last week from Acts chapter 19, Paul knew there was something about the plan of God that must take man into his Lordship. And it must further take man into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is my commandment. He said, love one another from the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that in John uh, 15, 12. What it says is, as I have loved you. Henceforth, John 15, 15, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not, now get this word, the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. Why is that? Because I love you as my Father loved me. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I pray that you will minister this and enlighten the hearts of people. Bring us to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, Father, please. Let us walk in truth. We give you praise and glory and honor for all of it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our High Priest, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. 
Well, I want to say to all of those of you on podcast, YouTube, Lift Him Higher Radio, wherever you're listening to us from, I want you to know that if you'll find Jesus Christ as Lord, you'll find rivers to swim in. You'll find a place where you can duck your head under the water and find the depths of God's greatness. We love you. We appreciate you. Wednesday night, 645 Bible study. We'll be talking about um, Matthew chapter 28, continuing with that. Uh, what the real meaning is of what we call the Great Commission. You don't want to miss that. And um, we want to look again to see you on Sunday morning at 1030 Family Fellowship Chapel, uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. May God richly bless you is my prayer until we speak again.